and welcome to episode 1074 of the Sleeper in the Bust. It is Friday, July 8th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, it's been a little while, been on some solo beats, but uh, it's good to have you back. How you doing? I am here. I'm back. You couldn't get rid of me. You thought I was didn't, gone. Didn't yeah. want to. Didn't want to. <laughs> Enjoy the solos, but uh, love having you here to talk things through. And we're going to have a continuation of what I did the other day, which is in just the pitching side of it which is talking about the key pickups in the main event this year, using the main event as, as you know, the, the overarching uh, guidepost here. Obviously these are key pickups across a lot of leagues does skew a bit deeper because the main event is 15 teams, but we're talking about these players specifically. It won't just be like, if you're in the main event, you'll understand this first picture. We're going to talk about Cal, Wright. You know, he's been important across all leagues. So if you listen to Monday's episode, you know what we're doing here. Let's just get into it, though, because we are working on a little bit of a time crunch. Let's start with one. Now, for most of these, uh, it's like 20-plus leagues where the guys were picked up. But I did make an exception for the preseason bid because, first off, the the highest guy, the the guy who went the most on the April 3rd bid was uh, Dylan Tate, and he only went in 15 leagues because, obviously, a lot of people weren't making moves. You know, there wasn't a ton of turnover. So Kyle Wright being picked up in 10 leagues was actually a pretty significant move that week, not just obviously because of what he's done, but he was the sixth most uh, rostered guy that week, or added, I should say. So what has he done? Simply a 291 ERA, 114 whip, 98 strikeouts in 96 innings with nine wins. Right now, as we uh, approach the break, is Kyle Wright the pickup of the year, Justin? I mean, I think he has to be. Um, <clears throat> even with like the early season, like uh, like boon you got from pitchers, mm-hmm. uh, where like every pitcher was just just lights out uh, because of whatever ball they were using. Exactly, so clearly clearly no longer using. Um, he's just been so dominant. You get a guy that has been able to give you what he's done uh, from from the. From the wire, I mean, from the wire in most leagues, I don't know that many people drafted him at all. But if they did, he he was dirt cheap. Cal Wright yeah. was not expensive in any way, shape, or form. I mean, we were looking for this year's Robbie Ray, right? Uh, and this is it, right? And um, I think the fact that so many people—I'm sure there were people in on him—but the fact so many people just overlooked his name being a former top prospect, I think it's just an oversight, right? Like these are the kind of guys I used, I usually like to target, right? A former top well, guy that people have soured on. And yeah, 70 innings of, of nothingness, 26 years old pedigree. I mean, you look back at it, it makes a lot of sense on Kyle, Wright. Now there's other instances where this setup happens and the player doesn't come through too. So it's not, not Look at berating on his own yeah, team, like, like not berating that. anybody for not being in on him. But as you look at how this played out for Kyle Wright, it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And he has just been unbelievably amazing. He's definitely been able to like cover. You know, you could have. I mean, if you if you picked him up and you have like a Max Scherzer or something, you barely felt losing that. You know, I was able to get him in our league, and it has been pretty huge because pitching was kind of my issue and then i ended up getting woodruff hurt he wasn't uh mm-hmm. doing his best before that uh, michael kopech has been painfully inconsistent and i mean tristan mckenzie's been pretty great most of uh most of the season until that one outing against minnesota but he bounced back from that too but my pitching was a little suspect so right has fully stabilized or not fully because of what my pitching's at but he's helped stabilize it and uh really give people like an ace so the yeah. question is, what's the second half look like? Obviously, this is the most innings he's ever pitched in the in the majors so far, but he's got you know over a hundred innings, like 137 last year at the minors, plus his six in the majors, give him 142. There shouldn't really be any innings limits here with Cal right at age 26, right? I, I wouldn't think so, and it's not like Atlanta has the um, depth in the rotation to say, oh, we're going to move you into the bullpen or something like that. Uh, I, I think they're going to and, – and Atlanta, for even for winning the World Series, like they didn't make major moves or anything yeah. like that. Like they went and got, you know, Soler and Rosario and Jock 
Peterson, like guys like that that weren't like major, uh, you know, piece, uh, major pieces or star pieces at least. Yeah, they just um, threw a bunch at the wall to kind of replace Acuna last mm-hmm. year, and it worked. Yeah, uh, and so I, I wouldn't expect them coming off a World Series to be like, oh, we're, we need to go out and get a um, Castillo or you know a big you know rotation they, piece. They might, so. but if they do, it's to replace Ian Anderson, who by the way yeah. is also on my team. And I finally cut him. I, I didn't mention him because he's not on my team anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I cut Ian Anderson, man. I'm tired of it. 509-154. Of course, he throws five scoreless or five innings, one run after I cut him. I don't care. I, I, when, I, don't I, when I saw you cut him, I was like, it was jarring to me at first. And I was like, oh, well, let me go take a look. Uh, and then I was like, oh, no, I see exactly why. Yeah, the name um, is going to have people like, oh, wait, what? And then, yeah, if you guys want him, have fun. Please, please, yeah, somebody yeah. pick him up. I put him out there as a sleeper cell. Yeah, pass. Are you sure? Are you sure I can't yeah. convince you to put 200 bucks on him? Uh, all right, let's move to April 10th. And this guy was picked up in 39 leagues. And he also is in contention for one of the pickups of the year. Johan Duran has been amazing for Minnesota. Um, hasn't quite overtaken the closer's role, though. That's why I would still lean toward a Kyle Wright and maybe another closer who we're going to talk about uh, in a handful of players uh, over Duran, but you can't argue with what he's done. And, you know, since being picked up, 212 ERA, 0.82 whip, five saves, 34% K rate. I think the fact that it's only five saves holds him back a little bit from, like I said, that that pickup of the year sort of deal. But he's been one of the best relievers. How much longer do they stick with Emilio Pagan? Like, you know how I feel about Emilio Pagan. I'm always like, don't, he's not going to close. He's a home run machine. They are letting him close a bit, but they're seeing why you shouldn't. He has a 534 ERA, 143 whip, and a 2.2 homer nine. So I feel pretty vindicated there that Emilio Pagan shouldn't be closing. So while he does have nine saves, I'm not sure he should. Does Duran get this job outright at any point in the summer, Justin? Outright, probably not. Um, I think Minnesota is a team that values their best reliever in the most crucial spot in the game. And that's not always going to be the ninth inning. So I think he's going to continue to get saves. Um, but does anybody on this team get 20? Like, no, like, I, I think this is, uh, I think this is one of those really, really frustrating situations similar to Cincinnati where, uh, there isn't well, going to be good, except that. Minnesota yes. Yes. Th- this is true. Like that's, that's the one caveat I get. So it's better than Cincinnati because they are a good team. Nice little four and a half game lead on the guardians right now. So uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's still going to be valuable from a fantasy perspective, just not as valuable as he could be if he was the, the quote unquote guy. Cause I just don't think there is one. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that, that seems to be pretty fair right now with what Minnesota is doing. Uh, they have not committed fully to Duran, and as such, I mean, you, you just you just ride it out. You're fine. He's he's your uh, closer too, um, that you just get your saves from, and the excellent ratios, and all the stuff. Uh, I'm looking here, Pagan. He did get wins in two of his last three eyes. I think those are because he blew the save, though. I think those are blown save wins for Pagan. But damn, man, I just I don't understand why they continue to. To go to him, but we'll, we'll see. Even if it even if it doesn't happen, where you don't get a full this, on closer, this is a Duran. team that's going to add someone too. Like this is that's a team true. that like they're going to add the, to the bullpen without a doubt. Like you know, maybe once Ian Kennedy's healthy, or um, yeah, they're, they're, and it won't it won't be a major like guy. It won't be like again a, a quote unquote closer uh, guy. It'll be someone that again can pitch the ninth, but will also pitch like the seventh or eighth. You don't think um, there's a chance that they add a, a real closer, like you said, though, to keep Duran in the um, you know fireman's role? They could get maybe somebody they potentially could, but I, I think it will be like who. a Melanson or a Ian Kennedy or like an Lou older Trevino. like yeah, an older vet. Lucerini is a good one, like an older vet that isn't like um, David Robertson. David Robertson would be perfect for for them. Yeah, I think David Robertson. Makes a lot of sense for the for the twins. I could definitely see that kind of pickup there, where they add somebody who's closed before and can certainly take over the job from Pagan, while Duran still mixes in and is a great reliever for you. But 
it, probably not going to take over and be that guy who's clocking saves left and right. Maybe down the stretch, right? Maybe it's one of those things where calendar turns to September and they're in a tight race and they're like, you know what? We can't even mess with it. We just need this guy in the ninth every time. So mm -hmm. you're not getting rid of him in any capacity anyway, so you just ride it out. By the way, I should have included Tyler Duffy here. They were picked up in the same week, Duran and Duffy. Duffy in 37 leagues. He has a 409 ERA, 124 whip, a save, two wins, 24% K. Obviously, he's been cut quite a bit since then, but I just uh, put him on to highlight the fact that we didn't know where the Twins' bullpen was with 39 and 37 pickups of Duran and Duffy in the April 10th bidding. I don't know what Pagan's roster rate was at that point, but uh, you know there was a lot of love for the Minnesota uh, bullpen there, and it wasn't even the right guy in terms of the most saves. I mean, he was the right guy in terms of quality, Duran was the number one pickup all week that week, and mm -hmm. Duffy was, but Duffy was second. Pagan was 16. He went 16 leagues that week, so there was a lot of love for that Minnesota bullpen. Uh, I just, I just don't get why Pagan does it. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Let's go back to this bullpen, or excuse me, let's go back to the rotation. April 17th, our first of back-to-back -back A's. Paul Blackburn was picked up on the 17th. Now, I'm giving you his full stats since then, but he's had some really interesting schedule stuff where I speak from experience, you could have curated something a lot different than these bottom line numbers. But the bottom line numbers are quite good at 304, 120 whip, five wins, 18 Ks. You might have even, uh, like I said, finagled it down a bit more if you avoided some of the starts that he had, like the Houston-Boston two-step. I flat out sat him for that. He had eight earned in 10 and two-thirds. I think he had another one where it was like New York and Seattle, I think. Yeah, well, see, and, yeah, he got murdered in that Seattle one. But I don't know if you would have avoided that. I mean, Seattle. Been no, I don't think you would have avoided that one. I think it was the the following one. Uh, Which like, it was a Yankee. It was a uh, five inning three or yeah, like, it the, wasn't the following bad. one, the, the 27th there at the Yankees at Seattle. That was the two step. And if you avoided that one, you actually lost. He was quite mm -hmm. good. Paul Blackburn went to New York, went to Seattle, and put up a 238 ERA in 11 and a third. And I did sit him for that one because he was going to mm -hmm. New York. So you win some, you lose some. I sat him for two two-steps, which I rarely do. And I always talk about how I usually cut guys if I can't use them in a two-step. I felt I could keep Blackburn. I'm fine with it. And and now this is where I'm at now, one up, one down as far as the, the two-step skips. Where's Blackburn go from here, Justin? Does he, does he continue to be... A, a useful arm? Does he continue to be a standout arm? What are your expectations on Blackburn from here forward? I mean, he's quietly put up to get uh, put up like this, just an unreal season. Like there's serious regression coming at some point, especially I assume he's going to be a hot topic at the, the trade deadline. I mean, he's like 28 years old. I don't think he is part of the A's. I, like, I don't think they'll trade him. You don't? Well, actually, wait a minute. Never mind. 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 I didn't realize he's got actually a lot of. Um... No, I was the, the reason. I, okay, uh, sorry, I'm backpedaling again. I, I saw now that he had like parts of six seasons, but he barely has any service time. Yeah, you think they they trade Paul Blackburn even when he's a free agent in 2026? That's a lot of team control. I think Oakland <laughs> maybe not like yeah. that. That's a, that's a lot of team control there. I know he's 28. He's not like Paul Blackburn is not like their next ace or anything, but they keep these type of guys. They know he's like tailored for their park. I'd be surprised if they traded him. Montas obviously is the the hottest ticket out there if he's healthy, but Blackburn. I, I think Blackburn. What a stays. bummer for Montas to get hurt right now. Like this is like, uh, I mean, I it doesn't seem like it's anything super serious, and maybe a team just says. You know, we'll take them as is. Maybe maybe team gets a discount. Like, right? They go. They just try know. to say, yeah, hey, uh, we we'll, know we'll, he's a little Nick. We'll give you. We'll give you a little bit right less now. for that. Um, but if it definitely feels like there's a chance that Montas could stay on this team the rest of the year, uh, Blackburn, I mean, there's definitely regression coming, man. Like it's just, you know, XERA is three sixty four. Let me uh, tell you this. In his last seven, he's at a 4.35 ERA. Paul Blackburn. That is. seems like the guy that Paul Blackburn probably is. Kind of, it's kind of um, what I was was hinting at there. I think that's that's it too. So, the thing is, though, I mean, he puts a lot of balls on the ground. He doesn't allow a ton of hard contact. He's actually not really allowing like 
you know, he used he he's been a guy in the past who like at, like allows you know ninety percent zone contact in order to induce those ground balls, right? He's not doing that this year. Like he's not he he's like right around league average in zone contact and still getting the ground balls. And he pitches in one of the best parks in baseball in a yeah. fantastic division to pitch. So like, yes, is there regression coming? I do think so, but like, I don't think it's like kill your team regression. I think it's I don't think back so to back to like you know a low fours kind of guy. Yep. Um, that gets you know enough strikeouts. He's gonna volume his his strikeouts and swing strike rates actually you know a little bit higher than i expected to be considering how many you know strikeouts uh yes yeah, strikeout rate so it's right around 10 percent, and it's close mm-hmm. for blackburn to have that 20 percent k rate which you know you kind of want at least the 20 percent. he's at 19 right now for blackburn you like to see him in that low 20s there if not higher obviously but mm-hmm. low 20s is a bit more palatable i think a low four zra with uh hopefully a decent whip he could still be pretty fat valuable even if he's like at a 420 but it, it comes with like a 120 or better whip, decent case. And if you're if you're spot starting him, you might be able to curate something better than that. So yeah. all Blackburn, pretty interesting. Let's stick with their team. Go to the next week, a- April 24th in 38 weeks. By the way, Blackburn was picked up in 46 of the 47 main events on April 17th. Uh, on April 24th, 38 of the 47 leagues went after Danny Jimenez, who was filling in for Lou Trevino and actually kept the job for a bit after that now is on the IL and actually kind of blew up his numbers that uh, he was looking great, but now he has a six eleven ERA one thirty whip with eight saves and an 18% K rate since you picked him up because he had some really rough outings. In fact, uh, two thirds of an inning, four runs on June 1st, a third of an inning, three runs on June 10th. These were both a couple outings before he went on the IL and yeah, he just he really tanked his uh, his ERA numbers there and and his WHIP even. And now you wonder if da- if Danny Jimenez will have the job when he comes back because he wasn't pitching that well when he left, and he kind of took it from Trevino, who was also hurt. Trevino isn't much better. I don't know. I'm throwing my hands up in the air. Obviously, a lot of people probably have cut Jimenez at this point because he's on the IL and he's in a partial role on the worst team in the league. I guess my open question then would be. What's up with Oakland? Like, what, what, what does the closing situation look like after the uh, trade deadline? Do you think AJ Puck emerges, or somebody else, or nobody? Or- I mean, I think Jimenez will stay. probably get the job back. I don't Jimenez know. gets it back when he comes back. <laughs> it's always hard to tell with them. They're they're going to go with whoever is effective in the moment. Um, and Jimenez has been effective, and, and I think they would like a guy like Puck to kind of take that job. Uh, but uh, I don't know that he's going to, it looks like the, it, when Jimenez went down, Torino was still kind of shaky. Um, Zach Johnson, you know, had moments, but they, it looked like they wanted to give it to Jackson, Puck. but yes, I'm sorry, Jackson. Sorry. Uh, but it looked like they wanted to give it to Puck and they gave him opportunities. He blew it right away. And they moved very quickly on from him back to Trevino. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevino has stabilized things a bit. Um, if you look since he got his his first save uh, for, since returning, it was on June 25th. So it's a small sample. We're talking five outings here, but one run. I mean, he's still 10 base runners, though. So he still has a two whip, mm-hmm. even in this time, with the four saves for Trevino, but six strikeouts in the five innings. So you're still getting a pretty bumpy closer, even if you do get Trevino back in that role. Yeah, I mean, I would assume they would trade Trevino. I think he's going to be, be a popular trade target at the deadline. So um, I think Jimenez gets an opportunity to close again. Um, he may even get an opportunity before the trade deadline because, I mean, he should be back in about 10 days or something like that. Yeah, so, he's working his way back uh, uh, from a shoulder strain. So I think he'll probably be back. My guess is, like, right after the All-Star break, he comes back. Um, maybe they give him an opportunity, but, uh, I don't know. Like it's Jimenez is, I think just another reliever, right? He's a guy who's going to have flashes of greatness because in a one inning stint, anybody with a major league arm can show flashes of greatness. And I think he's going to have frustrating opportunities as well, where, where he can't find the zone, um, 
you know, and walking too many guys or giving up too many hits. So I like uh, I like that take. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I agree with that with Danny Jimenez. The Oakland situation is kind of a mess. Obviously, you have to pay attention to all the situations if you're chasing saves, right? So you want to be in on it. If you want to take a spec on somebody, you know, it could be a Zach Jackson. It could be an AJ Puck. But the problem Jimenez, is, like, if you're going to take a dart on a guy who might get saves, do you want it on a team that may that not sucks. win 60 games? Exactly. No, that, like, that's really the tough part. But counterpoint sometimes that's all that's available that's uh, sometimes yeah. everything's turned over for every other guy right that now has some shakiness right now if i'm like desperate for saves and i am desperate for saves in some leagues what i'm doing is i'm trying to play nostradamus and figure out what guys are going to get traded and open mm -hmm. up a new spot so like if i'm you know, and maybe we should do an episode on this specifically. We will. Um, we'll do a trade trade episode of like holes that are going to be opened and who's going to yeah. fill them type deal. Because do, doing it now before the trade deadline, putting a dollar or two on Fab on a guy you think, hey, could be the next man up if this guy gets moved, if so, the other guy gets moved, I think is uh, can be really, really beneficial. You could find like your second half hero. I tell you, the guy that I like that I've already picked up, so I'm excited about it and I hope I'm right. Um, and I know it's another bummer team, but they're not nearly as bad as Oakland, but it's uh, Felix Bautista in Baltimore. Now he blew it. I saw, I saw you picked him he, up. Yeah. He did get his opportunity because Lopez blew three straight. So like, okay, we'll give Bautista a save up. And he immediately blows it with a home run to Corey Seager. They eventually won that game in, in the 10th. But I was like, son of a gun, because I know he's not going to overtake it before Lopez goes. They're not going to tank Lopez's value for the trade market and they should absolutely trade lopez there's yeah. no universe where they should keep him they found him on the waiver wire they cultivated him into throwing 100 mile an hour sinkers you, you trade him and then you go right back to the same shop that you got him the waiver wire and find the next one you do not keep jorge lopez um, and i'm not saying that just because i have felix bautista but he seems like a good pick to take over the role after lopez is traded and like like you said we will go through a bunch of others but let's continue here april 24th same week that jimenez went michael king went in 34 leagues remember he was pitching well basically from the jump but then started to realize okay this guy even as a middle reliever he's kind of that next big thing there he's put up a 273 era a one whip four wins 32 strikeouts uh 32 strikeout rate i should say you think michael king is uh main event 15 team mixly viable all season even with without saves it's so hard without saves to be viable um you know it's not like he's a guy who he's got five dubs uh, got five wins i was about to say as long as you gotta get a ton of wins but the five wins is actually pretty impressive um so maybe um i mean there's it's always nice on a team to when you have like i had a, I had a week a few weeks ago on a team where it's like i had like three starters with matchups i w wasn't afraid of yeah um like it seemed like all of my pitchers were facing the yankees and the red Sox you were afraid of it. And, you didn't want to yeah. use them yeah and so to like be able to be like okay kyle gibson you're going you're, you're gonna don't rub it in my, sure. <laughs> my reserve list um and michael king's gonna go in uh in in uh you know, and I may not get a ton of innings, but maybe I sneak a win. You know, um, and uh, at least the, at least I'll you know bolster my ratios a little bit this week. So Michael King's the 59th ranked pitcher this year on the Rasball Player Raider. It's insane. I mean, it's, that I mean, seems quite good there, and, and I do think that the fact that he does have five wins, a sneak in save, 60 Ks in 44 and a third inning, and then the the blistering uh, ratios. I think it does keep him viable all season. And like you said, kind of that, that filler there when you need, uh, mm -hmm. when, when you need something filled in. So I think too I, often I, in those spots, what we try to do is grab like the, you know, best available to start. And that's, that's not a bad strategy depending on your team needs, but that could also lead to you getting blown up twice. Like how many people got gombered on two starts this year um you know well, Again, the big pickup this Again, last week um, was you say kikuchi and he got murdered in his first outing and is now in the il so like um hey man i'm sorry i'm i'm, I'm fully out man like, i i want him to be good i understand why people go for kikuchi and fall for his his stuff when it's appealing but oof. And I, I don't wish injury you know, guys know we don't we don't play that sort of stuff no. we're like oh we're glad he's injured no I'm just saying, like, 
that train is such a difficult one to be on because you know that it's going to derail several times and it's it's terrifying yeah. so uh, anyway let's go to april 1st talk about another closer this is probably the closer pickup of the year and boy does it sting <laughs> it's ryan helsley um I think I've been, I was clear all, all off season that whenever I got the counterpoint of like, Hey, Gallegos is going to share saves. Okay. That's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Problem is he ain't sharing anymore. That's the issue. Um, I didn't think he would get overtaken by something because I didn't see Helsley rising up. And that's probably the blind spot there was like, obviously I knew he had good stuff, but he was kind of that. I mean, he hadn't done anything prior to this year. Just, just that standard raw reliever, who had some good stuff, but I was like, you know, Jordan Hicks, Alex Reyes, whomever else they throw there, Yenesis Cabrera. That's fine. They'll take they'll take some saves from Gallegos. That's fine. He'll be the the A guy. Well, Helsley comes on the scene and says, No, I'm the A guy and one of the very best relievers in baseball. So I get why Gallegos has lost the job. Totally understand. He's picked up in 27 leagues. Helsley was for a 1.01 ERA, 0.86 whip. Four wins, five saves, and 37 strikeouts since being picked up in those leagues. Is he the closer pickup of the year this year? Do you think that's what we'll say in October? Is he the closer pickup of the year? Because um, that's his job now. Like, Gallegos got, I think, a rest and relaxation save the other day. But it's it's Gallegos' job. Or, I mean, Helsley's job. I appreciate um, – because I, I pay him $12, $12 a month, Jason Martinez at Roster Resources. I pay him $12 a month to keep the CL next to Gallegos' <laughs> name. He just does that for me because <laughs> Gallegos is not he's not in this mix, I don't believe, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm I'm so unsure with the Cardinals. Like I, I like feel like the Cardinals just do whatever they want. Like they, they do be, do whatever they want. And they could go back to works. Gallegos. They could. They could, there could be another guy who emerges in that bullpen. Um, would, would you cut Gallegos in main event leagues? I don't think I would. I still have I think him, he, by the way. I, th I think he uh, – I think the – you know, I mean, he still has nine saves on the year. Um, and like I said, like I, I don't trust the Cardinals. Like I think the Cardinals easily could be like, hey, we're going to turn this into a situation where, yeah, Helsley's maybe – the main guy, but he also could come in in the seventh and eighth. Um, if we're in those kind of spots, they also could. They're a team that uh, likes to add, you know, bullpen pieces at the trade deadline. Maybe they go add a guy who is, uh, you know, a, a you know closer of the capital C. I, I, I would, I would hold on to Gallegos just in case. Um, and as much as I like Helsley, and this one hurts me for a completely different reason than it hurts you is that I was huge on Helsley last year. Um, I drafted him everywhere and this year I didn't. Um, Way to go dummy. And, and I was the one pushing back on the idea that Gallegos was the guy, right? Like, like I should have easily but been never like, said Helsley. So way yeah, to go. but yeah, I, but I and didn't he was the I, guy until Helsley emerged. So I was, I, I wasn't wrong there. Like he was absolutely yeah. the guy, but Helsley. I mean, you were out. wrong. You were wrong to be taking him where you were taking him. Disagree. Nobody called Helsley. Nobody said anything about Helsley. Not you, Mister Helsley lover. Oh, he surprised everyone. You guys are all full of shit. But you know what? <laughs> I was so just taking the field, and I should have been like, I should have looked at the field and go, "There's one guy who I personally like a lot more in that field." Um, and I should be taking dark. That would have given you some more merit because nobody had any answers. They just said, I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't think so. And that yeah. that's the frustration that I had. If anybody had said Helsley, I would praise that person. If they had any, yeah. if anybody had said, you keep an eye on Ryan Helsley, I'd say, okay, I'll tell that person you're G. But nobody had shit to say. And I am mad and I am wrong. I'm taking the L. I'm eating it, whatever. <laughs> but like, it's it's one of those things where you didn't show your work. Okay. Y'all got the right answer, but with the teacher, if you're with the wrong teacher and they make you show your work, you all still my, don't get the credit. My high school and college career. This is bit was my issue. Right. So yeah, uh, you, you don't, uh, you don't, you didn't, y'all didn't show your work. You didn't name any names. Woody in the chat them. asking which, which one is winning. I, I'm winning the first pitch Arizona argument. We, this is, this is what we're talking about right now. Uh, Are you sure? Woody, yeah. 
I am. I'm what for was sure. it though? What was that? it? Was, was it was Rossiel Iglesias versus uh, Giovanni. Oh, wait, Gallegos. are you sure you're winning that? I am winning. Absolutely. I saw Iglesias pitch well these days. He's gotten saves. He gets like saves. He's That's getting blasted left and right. He's getting saves. He's got a few more saves than. Yeah. And he's going to have a lot more saves by the end of the year. Willie, though, sweet ERA, 368. Really awesome for <laughs> stud what? reliever. It's pretty terrible, actually, let's be honest. Um, who is next on our list here? Tyler Wells. He actually picked up my, uh, my scraps there. I cut Tyler Wells. I wonder what he's doing between each of our teams or what I got from him and then cut him and then you picked him up. But May 8th was when he was picked up quite a bit, 26 leagues, 265 ERA, 0.94 whip, seven wins, but a 16% K rate. You picked him up a bit after that, as I mentioned, when you overhauled your, your pitching that one week. He's been good. Uh, the full season numbers for him are 309 ERA, 1.00 whip, but 50 Ks and 75 and two-thirds, Justin. How confident have you felt putting Wells in your in your rotation? Are you using him pretty consistently? What what's been the deal with that since you picked him up with your Tyler Wells experience? Uh, since I've picked him up, I have used him for forty six point two innings, uh, and have gotten a two seventy ERA and a ninety point uh, nine two one whip with six wins um, and thirty one strikeouts. Just been using him. In fact, let me uh, let me backtrack a little bit there. You picked him up on the on the two eight, uh, or uh, on the five eight. You you were in on this this bid mm -hmm. period that we are talking about here. I was conflating our league with mine and Collins. Colin and I picked him up and then cut him. Mm -hmm. uh, we we picked him up in April and ended up cutting him and then bought him back in June. So move on from that. Uh, you're not picking up my scraps. You just picked him up on the eighth, and you've gotten so much goodness for Tyler Wells. Yeah. I mentioned the underlying skills, the lack of dominance. He's on a five-win streak, by the way. It's one of the last five starts. What do you expect from Tyler Wells going forward? Can he maintain? Can he be a, a you know, not a set it and forget it. I know you're going to check every week to make sure that you like the matchup. But is can he remain somebody that you start pretty consistently the rest of the years for, with Tyler Wells in Baltimore? Who? Oh, um, I mean, I think he's a guy that I'm just going to curate. Um, I'm riding the streak right now because I mean, at this point, like he has been nothing but goodness for me and on my team, but he's, he's always that guy in the back of my mind that I go, I'm going to cut him at some point. I just don't know when, uh, he gives up a lot of fly balls and a, and a lot of contact. Uh, he has been absolutely saved by the new dimensions of Camden. Um, the dumbest phrase I thought we would ever save is this guy, this fly ball guy is being saved by Camden, but that yeah. is the world that we live in right now. You are a hundred percent right with that with Tyler Wells and his brethren, like mm -hmm. uh, Dean Kramer is starting to garner some attention. He's another Tyler Wells. Like they are a spitting image of each other statistically. And he, he's another guy that I think will get cut in leagues at some point because there's just no way he can keep up what he's doing either. Um, but you have to kind of just ride it for right now and, and go, okay. I'm, Cuts are there, man. Like I, I didn't start Wells for, I think, a, uh, a, a Yankees, um, game. Like he went out and shoved anyways. Like, it mm -hmm. just, like the, the, I think two starts I didn't start him for, he got like a total of 11 innings and they gave up like the one Yankees in Boston one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Two, two earned runs, both at the Yankees. He had Yankees-Boston back-to-back on May 25th, May 30th, Tyler Wells did, and he's been excellent. He was excellent at both. Yeah, and it's a bummer for me that uh, I didn't start him, but like, uh, these are the kind of guys that you look back at the end of the year, and I mean, they're not going to be the reason I win this league if I do win this league, but um, he's definitely going to be a, a huge part. Yeah, it's been a huge part of it. I mean, even like guy like Madison Baumgartner has been on, was on this team for a long time, like you know, the overall numbers aren't amazing like they are for Wells, but like he's just been a glue guy as my SP six or seven. Like, yeah, he's, these and are like the I guys said, that are awesome. You remade your pitching that week, and he, Mark uh, Tyler Wells, has been the big pickup there. I, I did the same thing in this last week. I mean, I dropped like four pitchers. That's in right. This last bad period, but Wells is still on the team. He get yeah, Wells gets the stick, man. You you dropped. Uh, you dropped Heasley, Zach Davies, 
Josh Winder, Winder and Jack Flaherty. Yeah, you dropped four guys. Another big turnover period for you. And uh, But yeah, Tyler Wells has been excellent. That same week, you could have continued to do your revamp there. May 8th, you could have also picked up Martin Prince. Actually, I don't know if he was picked, if he was available in our league anymore at that point. But that was the big pickup week that people finally started buying in about a month plus. Uh, actually, almost exactly a month, right? The month started, on, mm -hmm. the season started April 7th. So it was about a month in that people finally said, okay, I'll try this Martin Perez thing. I'll hold my nose and terrifyingly put him on the roster. And Justin, they have not been disappointed. 238 ERA, 122 whips, seven wins, and a 20% K rate for the 24 leagues that picked up Martin Perez on May 8th. His full season is 234, 117 with uh, the seven wins as well. He, they, he got all seven wins. He's just been incredible. Started to have a little bit of uh, regression recently, which is expected. There's obviously a lot more coming. But is Martin Perez somebody that's going to be on rosters across the main event in September? I think he will be. Um, I mean, this is another one of these guys that you just kind of keep riding. Now, the last two starts have gotten a little bit more bumpy. Maybe we're and starting aren't to even, see. They're not even terrible, by the way. I'm no, they're fine. But like, it's like a 497 ERA in the two starts. Six innings, four runs. Six and two-thirds, three runs. Like Especially against the Mets, six and two-thirds, three runs. You feel good about that for Martin I'll take Perez. that. That's fine. Yeah, you know, all day. But, the Kansas City one's a little disappointing, uh, especially yeah. being at Kansas City. But exactly, um, I mean, this is Perez. Yeah, and this is a guy who's gonna get moved at the deadline, like uh, for sure. Like he's a free, he is a free agent at the end of the year. So um, I'll be interested to see where he goes. And one of the problems with pitchers, especially pitchers who don't have like amazing skills, uh, that are being moved at the deadline is outside of San Francisco. Like, what's the good park that you're potentially being traded to? You're not. You're being traded to, uh, or, or I guess City Field too. Um, likely being traded somewhere. Yeah, like there's worse. a lot more bad stadiums for pitching than there are good stadiums on the contenders. So, I mean, outside of St. Louis, the the Mets and, Louis and the Giants, and they could mm -hmm. use him. I think actually St. Louis would be a perfect. That's a perfect Cardinals pickup. Yeah, but In I mean, there's a ton of teams that could use a lefty for sure. For like, sure. So, I mean, Minnesota could could use a lefty. Uh, Philadelphia could use a lefty. So I mean, he he could he's he may be one of the biggest uh, or more most sought after guys that uh, could also blow up in everybody's face. Philly so, is the last place you want Martin Perez to go. Yes, if he goes to, to Philly, I'm going. He's going to be on high alert. Um, if, uh, if, if because and I, mean, I think he's I think he's got to be on high alert. I mean, as much as I love Martin Perez and I love what he's been doing this season. Um, and uh, he, you know, finally has given up a few home runs. Um, like there, there's so much blow up potential. Like this could all go. This, the end could already be here, and we just don't know it. But uh, you know, he gave up two home, his first multi homer game uh, in his last start, and home runs are the things that you've got to be worried with uh, with a guy True. like him. So, um, yeah, just be very, very careful. Rest the way uh, and uh, no, like if you if we see another two or three you know or you know homer like start like be ready to just cut like don't like just i, I i'm totally fine moving on no i i totally understand that uh nicholas gout did a really interesting piece on martin perez called earning and mm -hmm. martin perez experience like he is doing things to to yes you know, pu push his success here but he's not earning all of it and a lot of it is driven by the 0.4 homer nine and four percent homer to fly ball rate and those are going to go up even you know i know he's added the ground balls and all that it's going to go up it's going to go yeah. up from our team perez so we'll see what happens if he survives the year and you still ended up using him or if he ends up being a full-on cut at some point george kirby was picked up the next week in 46 leagues uh he was i guess he was drafted in one because he wouldn't have been not picked up in that league 434 ERA, 122 whip two wins 24 percent k rate george kirby been like a little bit disappointing like, that's not awful. You're not mad about that, but it hasn't really – I mean, that's not moving the needle that much since since his pickup. How do you feel about uh, about George Kirby? Now, his full season is a 375 ERA, 115 whip. So, yeah, a little bit of his good stuff was lost because those first two starts uh, happened when he wasn't available. I, you know, the, the seven earned against Baltimore in a, two starts ago is doing a lot of this work here because he doesn't have that many starts. He bounced back brilliantly with seven innings, a one-run ball, nine strikeouts against Oakland. So, again, 
Gilbert or Kirby rather. Has he been disappointing? And if you think he's been disappointing, do you think it improves in the second half? Um, I don't know that he's been disappointing. I mean, you kind of take out that Baltimore start, things look a lot more going. Obviously, you can't do that because everybody started in there. Of course, um, yeah, you, you ate it, but you can at least get get some color of like. Okay. Sometimes you just don't have your command, and that game was yeah. like, hey, he, I do not have my command. Yep. I and four you know, homers, four homers, uh, and he just he just wore it, and that that happens. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think he has been super disappointing. Uh, I, I love the Arsenal, um, and I think he's going to be very successful the rest of the way. I think he's going to be a guy that, yeah, stays on teams the rest of the way. Is you know maybe isn't like a star. Like I don't think he's a guy that's going to like um, like we're going to be looking at. Hey, he's an SP two next year or anything like that. But I think he's going to be a very valuable piece of like the middle of your rotation, and um, that's totally fine, especially because Harry got him off the wire. Jeffrey Springs came out of nowhere and has to be proud of his line. Picked up in 35 leagues on May 15th, 298 ERA, 118 whip, two wins, 29% K rate. Looks like the, the latest uh, useful starter for this team has been falling on a little bit of a hard time lately. His last three starts, 628 ERA, uh, four runs, three runs, and three runs, two of those being fewer than five innings, which is the bigger issue. Uh, there for Springs. I guess that's my my main question. What kind of innings count does he get the rest of the year? You know, he's one of those guys that initially I was all like, uh, I don't know, the innings might be a real issue for him, especially with Patino and Rasmussen uh, coming back. But and I, there, I think there are going to be games where they just decide, hey, you're only going to see this many pitches, um, and uh, you know, do what you can with it, and that might mean. You know, six innings. I mean, uh, that might mean, but that also might mean four uh, on on any given day. Um, But I I think it was you that pointed out to me, like, he's not like one of these arms they need to protect. Like, he's not like a future part of, uh, you know, or he's not like a a future um, stone. uh, No, he's a 29-year-old journeyman. Like, Like, he's not a building block for them. If they blow out his arm, they blow out his arm. Like, just, you know. Yeah, uh, you're not trying to hurt anybody, but. He's the kind of guy they need to lean on to protect the other guys. Correct. Um, Correct. And if he can give innings and he can go above, uh, you know, go a big number above what he's been doing for Jeffrey Springs, I think you let him. He's got the three pitches. I think he can hang you know, as a three-pitch guy and kind of turn over that lineup, get a consistent five innings. I don't know that he's going to have a hard, crazy cap. I mean, he's already 20 innings over what he did last year in the majors at 64 innings. But I think he can do like another 64 or so kind of innings the rest of the year. I think he's going to pitch as long as he's effective. Like, this is a team that is going to be in a dogfight for the playoffs. And um, if he's effective, they're just going to say, keep going. If he's not, then either goes back to the bullpen or goes down to the minor leagues. And, uh, you know, you'll at least know what's happening. Speed round for these for these last six. Here, yep. Three guys picked up on May 22nd. Johnny Cueto in 46 leagues. Justin Steele in 35. Brady Singer in 27. Cueto has been the best of the three by a pretty big margin. Singer's been the worst. He's starting to fall apart. Had one really bad Houston start there that's doing a lot of work, too. Justin Steele been kind of in the middle. Who's your favorite, Cueto, Steele, or Singer the rest of the year? It's got to be Cueto. This is got to like, be, dude. I'm so I love happy Cueto. with like, it. I mean, well. uh, it's not going to continue. I mean, he's got a 440 fit before 52. It's okay, probably yeah. going to be like a 440 type yeah. ERA the rest of the way. Um, but you just got a lot. I mean, I. There are very few players in baseball that are more likable than Johnny Cueto. Agreed. Um, and uh, he's just he just goes out there, does his thing, um, and who knows? Maybe he does keep it up long enough. Uh, you got him for like a dollar, probably in Fab. It's yeah. I mean, uh, not paying a lot there. He gets yeah. Detroit this weekend too to keep it going. And that's the thing he gets some bottom feeder teams in that division. Like he's Kansas in the right City division. And, yep. You know, even the good teams in that division, like their offenses don't scare you that much. So exactly. So you feel pretty good about that. Steele continues to show some things here and there, but he's inconsistent and scares me. I do like Singer second best there. There's so many teams in the National League, too, that murder lefties, like absolutely murder lefties. And that puts Steele in grave danger there. Uh, Our boy Ross Stripling, June 5th, 41, uh, 41 leagues, picked him up. 237 ERA, .96 whip, three wins, but only 17% K rate. 
is Stripling a trustable guy rest of the year, or does Toronto fill that spot and get him back in the bullpen? Um, I, I mean, they, they're going to fill a spot, but I think that spot needs to be Kikuchi's spot, right? I mean, yeah, um, it doesn't necessarily, yeah, because they're, they're down one right now. You mentioned Kikuchi on the IL with a strained neck. They could get a guy and keep Stripling in there, too. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they filled multiple spots. So, so I mean, there is a chance that it, that he goes back into a bullpen role, um, but I think he's earned the ability to try to start. And uh, and if Toronto decides that, hey, maybe we're going to go get a starter and a bullpen piece instead um, to bolster that bullpen, then that would be a really good sign that they're sticking with him the rest of the way. So. Uh, I mean, I think you yeah, just got to ride with it for right now. He's been really, really good. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I I hope they give him a chance. I mean, you and I have loved Strickland. Yeah, for a long we're a time, huge so fans. Just... I hope they just let him go. He's pitching well. Let him do his thing. Last one. So, Anthony Dominguez was picked up on June 5th as well in 37 leagues, 174 ERA, .39 whip right now, three saves, two wins, 40% K rate. Is he the closer the rest of the year? Do they go get somebody and uh, keep – Keep Dominguez as a fireman. Oh, this is hard because I don't know what I think the Phillies want to be contenders. Um, yeah, they certainly don't want to fold. Like, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, forty-four and thirty-nine, they lost Harper, but hey, their their league mates or their division mates lost Acuna last year and won the World Series. They have to be looking at that, saying we don't have any excuses. You know, it's, I know it's not it, a one-to-one, but you you have to just pick up and move on. You can't cry about it and wallow in that. Right, like, like you, oh, we lost Bryce. Like, yeah, you did. Pick up and move on. And Hall's been fine, right? So yeah, you've two, barely been feeling with, with, with Derek Hall. Yeah, two ninety. Uh, he has, He'll does come not back have a, down, by the way. Yeah, he will. And I wrote that last night in the in the road write up because I mean he he is yet to have a walk and he's striking out almost forty percent of the time. So, um, yeah, I. I don't know that he. This is. I mean, this is a team that like David Robertson would look really good on. Right. Yeah. Like this going back to you, right. Like they have think, history with him. I definitely think that this is a team that could go and get a closer with a capital C at the deadline. Uh, if they don't, and even if they do, like I think Dominguez still factors in. Like he's been mm-hmm. a really, really good pickup, and he was the guy I was thinking of when you asked if Helsley's going to end up being the closer pickup of the year. I think Dominguez could be that guy um, if he's able to hold down that role. You know, they don't go out and get someone else. Uh, so. Uh, I, I mean, I think you just got to hold and pray for the best, but this is definitely a situation where he could easily get supplanted by a team, you know, Horley Lopez coming in, a David Robertson coming in, you know, that yep. kind of move. Yeah. I think you just hang on and see what they do, but it's cause it's Dombrowski. Like, so like, yeah. you know, you know, they're going to make moves to yeah, improve. They're, they're going to be team. adding. Yep. Like they they could add two relievers to this. Totally team agree. Sure. Totally agree. Uh-huh. Righty and lefty, and they still have hand lingering there, who has been a capital C closer, and it wouldn't even be a knock on Dominguez. We talked about it a million times yeah. every year. Some teams want their best reliever in the fireman's role, and they will take a lesser guy in the closer's role because they're giving him a three run lead more often than not. So they yep. might trust him, but they're going to get guys too. So. You might not have yourself a closer there with Dominguez. Just hang on and see what's what, though. Don't make any preemptive moves uh, and, and try to assume what they're going to do. So a mixed bag, but a lot of decent pickups out there. The problem is, is that lately getting the pitching has been tough. Have you noticed that in the last, like, I'd say month plus, hitting has been much better? Like, I, I scraped for some extra pitchers for this uh, mm-hmm. uh, for this list here, whereas I kept extra hitters off. I, I, I had a cutting room floor for the hitters I could have included here. I feel like it's been a tougher pitching landscape this year. I don't know. We got to get going, but uh, I feel like that's been the landscape this year. Do you agree? There's been a lot of injuries. Like injuries have really crushed uh, people. Um, I was talking to some guys in a dynasty league that I'm in and, you know, uh, and one of those guys like, I've got eight, I've got eight pitchers on my eye already. Oh my goodness. Like he's just, you know, it's like, yeah, that sounds about right. They're just yep. some, I mean, and one of the, you know, one of the reasons why, this last week I went, you know, our main event is a dog fight, right? Like, um, you know, there's, there, it was a three horse race between me and Scott Jensen and, uh, um, uh, Zimmerman and, uh, and Tanner Bell. Uh, but now a fourth team has entered that mix and like, 
like and teams fifth, like yours sixth, and Govi and eighth are right there too. Yeah, like, and I like, think. Yeah, I think I'm still. I I still feel like I'm in the mix. I know I'm in tenth, but I I don't feel out of it. And at so all. I just jettisoned off like a bunch of injured guys. Like I do. I wasn't willing to, um, to wait on Jack Clarity anymore. Yeah. Or or, um, and I'm just kind of cycling because there's just not a ton out there. Like we go to the waiver wire every week, and you know for Fab and we look and like the options to stream a pitcher are not good it's um, bad. I mean, and so archer was the biggest pickup in the, in our league last week uh jaco to coming back we saw how that mm-hmm. went michael pineda like i mean you see where it's at i wonder if if maybe the miners will bring some some new pitchers in the second half oh i just saw that uh, i didn't see this last sunday that freddie peralta got picked up somebody trying to stash him we'll see how long they, they can hold i love it's just watching, so hard to stash these guys. i know i love watching when people pick up a stash and then they end up cutting them two weeks down the road like dang i tried to hold which mm-hmm. i i don't blame them right i've tried that too where i'm like i'll see if i can hold this because i have a spot right now but the second that i need a spot i will cower and, and, and cut this guy and they only paid uh let's see eleven dollars so if they even if they have to cut peralta yeah it's fine and but i anyway, mean i you, might stash someone over the trade deadline or something like that yeah like if, you, if you can afford two. it right if you've got well, to, six or, or not trade deadline over the all-star break like you got those like that half week all-star break where you can just be like take a dart throw right because well, there'll be guys yeah. there'll be guys that come back right after the all-star break that you got like that may be like really really important so mm-hmm. um but it's it's always so hard to tell who's coming back this time. Absolutely. Well, Justin, it was great talking with you again on the pod. Glad you're healthy and got the fam back on track. We are entering the All Star break soon. Not yet. Not next week. It's the week mm-hmm. after that. So uh, we're still going. I'll see. I'll talk to you on Monday. You guys do anything on Sunday? Uh, I hope so. I haven't talked to Jason. Uh, I mean, just been. I apologize to anybody who like was missing the road write up or missing. Um, Nah, you're yeah, under the weather, uh, man. Don't you? Don't uh, you, you know, COVID, COVID took a toll out on, on me and, and the fam. Uh, but uh, back now and uh, going to grind. Uh, we need to do a watch party. You can do a watch party for sure. Uh, I also said Monday and I meant Tuesday, obviously. So Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. we will definitely talk then. All right. Talk to you next week. Have a good one. Take it easy.